Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Spinning the Reel. I am your host, Evan. I didn't have a cool intro this time. Damn it, you Evan. Just make fun of my sweater again? No, you're wearing a nice red sweater Thank that you. is Christmassy already. You describe it for in, the crowd. In November. For it is. It's a nice red turtleneck sweater, long sleeve, got some nice uh, horizontal lines on it. Those are vertical. Those are definitely vertical lines (laughs) on it. (laughs) All right. Now that we've completed that part of the podcast, what are we here to talk about today, Cody? We are here to talk about the Eternals. And if you guys were bored with that, well, get ready to be bored with the Eternals. Wow. Not saving anything for the main show. No, I wouldn't do All that. the heat's coming in the uh, I'm the just going to throw the heat in the uh, intro right you there. You have a game of some sort that you've come up with here in the last uh, two minutes, I would say. Yeah, I, I told you, give me 10 seconds and I'll make magic happen. And I made magic, magic? happen. I think so. It's called the, the Rotten Symbol. And it's a Marvel edition. Because Eternals. You know what? Actually, I said the Eternals and it's just Eternals. It is just Eternals. You're right. We should drop the V, but how do you how do you talk about? How do you even say it then? Eternals. We're going to talk about Eternals. You just say Eternals. Yeah. God, it's so hard uh, and then the we're though. going to talk about a handful of other movies that have come out in the last uh, couple weeks here that we didn't devote full time on the podcast to, but we're going to, we're going to brush uh, on a couple of these at least. We're devoting time now. That's right. The best time to wear a striped sweater is, is right all now. the time. All right, Cody, we are starting off today's episode talking about Eternals. And so this is interesting because I feel like this was an anticipated movie for both of us. I Correct me if I'm wrong. Was this one of the movies that you, you singled out that you're excited for going forward in a, in a recent episode? It might have been. I can't remember. Boy, Maybe. if it was, am I regretting it? <laughs> so <laughs> let's, let's just start here. Chloe Jaw director of the most recent Best Picture winner, Nomadland, uh, is uh, behind the camera here for Eternals. What is Eternals, Cody? Oh, my God. Just a bunch of half-gods coming to planet Earth because of, you know, the celestial being to basically kill these deviants because they need Earth to... They need humans to advance so that they can birth yet another celestial being. So more stars could be like that's born. a spoiler. I'm spoiling the whole movie. I don't really care. How else do you explain <laughs> this movie? I'm going to, I'm going to save the people two and a half hours who haven't seen this movie that eventually over two and a half hour span with a crap ton of flashbacks that we get to a point where we realize that the Eternals are bad, bro. Are they? I don't know. That's my plot description. That's all I got for you. That's all I want to give you. I just want to spoil it, rip the bandaid off right from the get go, and just I tell mean, you at least the it Eternals was synced. It was know? a hogwash. For once, your your plot <laughs> description was quick. It was a hogwash. All right. well, let's mix things up. I'll I'll start out with my my thoughts on this one. Just you know, mix you things love up Chloe a little Zell. bit. Yeah, I I do love Chloe Jaw, and oh yeah, yeah, here's let's let's just start here. I I think it was a mismatch. I think Chloe Jaw and Marvel 
as much as we wanted to believe that she could come in there and bring some sort of deeper meaning to the characters or the formula or whatever it may be, I think it was just wishful thinking. Because you look, you look at Chloe Jaw's movies, and, and you can speak to at least Nomadland, but I, I can speak to the writer as well. Those movies work really well because they are subdued and quiet and individual character studies about people who they don't really necessarily even have to say much. They're just, you can read it on their face and through the experiences they go through. And that doesn't really fit well with a whole genre of movie that is based on its big fight sequences and having heroes and villains. Nuance is not something that is all that welcome in the world of comic book movies. And, and the opposite is true as well. Chloe Jaw's strengths are not action cinematography and things like that. And so what ends up happening is you strip all of the humanity and life out of a Chloe Jaw movie and Chloe Jaw helming a, uh, helming a Marvel movie kind of depletes the interesting things about Marvel movies, which is having this, this big battle between good and evil and, and having the good guys and the bad guys and these big battle sequences. And I just don't think that the fit was right, which sucks. Like, I wish it was. I do wish it was. And, and rumor is now that, that uh, Jaw is going to be directing a, uh, a um, Star Wars movie next. So we're going to get big, uh, big action blockbuster Chloe Jaw here for the next little while. But for me, I think that's the big takeaway, not even to get into why all the reasons why it doesn't work just right off the bat, but I, I just don't think the fit was right. What What do you think, Cody? I agree with you. The fit was not right. Uh, I can only speak to No Man Land, but she's done smaller movies and No Man Land, you know, it's personal. It's very mm-hmm. deep and, and she's invested in her characters because they're real people too, for that fact. Mm-hmm. And here it's just, it's Marvel, man. Like you can't get away from it. Like this movie played out and in the moments that it maybe felt lifeless just because it was super slow. Um, <laughs> they were, they were good moments here and there only because it's like, okay, that's kind of like the Chloe, the Chloe Ja aspect of it. But at the same time, it's listen, like, then you're right. It's like, wait, we need to let you know that this is Marvel. So here's a fight scene. Here's an action With scene. An here's an incomprehensible something. little like deviant monster. Yeah. And so it gets, the, it just gets, there's so much for her to have to unpack in such a short time span mm. that it's just, it doesn't work. And I'm not saying the big, you know, the big limelight, the big scale factor of these big movies are her downfall uh, by any means necessary because it's only been one and she's only had a few directorial uh, movies as it is. But it's just so much to work with in such a little span. I, I mean, anyone could have been put in the director's shoes and I think we'd be talking about the same the same damn thing because you have yeah. t- here's 10, 10 eternals, 10 characters, 10 characters that are actually your main characters per se. And then you have whatever side characters who become have to get, important. Then you have to have villains get involved, like, right. And then, so that 10 becomes, you know, multiplied by two, you get to like 20 characters you're trying to like focus in on and have all these different things like go around, whether it's action or romance or yeah. the bigger question, like you talk about like humanity, like, you know, they eventually come to find out like, Oh, we were sent here to kill the deviants, but the deviants were there against their own will just trying to survive. And it's like, you know, there's just all these questions and there's so much to to go one way or another with it. But 
to try and get everything in they they never like focus in on like one thing they they never have the time to focus in on like one or mm-hmm. two good aspects or one or two good characters right like that is my biggest flaw with this movie and i guess i'll just kind of transition into that while i'm still talking here is why did we have all these other movies building up where it's like my biggest example to this, I'm going to just go as Black Widow, right? Eventually, okay. we got to the point where Black Widow was introduced in other Marvel movies, and then Black Widow but had Black her own Widow. Movie. The movie sucked too. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that. That's not my point. That's not what I'm trying to get to. My point is, why did we have to have all these backstories? Like the first almost hour and a half, to two hours of this movie, there were so many just back and forth. Like we had to know about this character right then and there, and it's like. Eventually, I feel like if they're going to be in the Marvel Universe, if they're an important character to Marvel, which, again, I know nothing about the Eternals. So at least like Spider-Man and all that. I can't even speak Spider-Man anymore. Spider-Man should have just shown up. Thor, you know, right? Thor, the big ones. uh, Captain America, Iron Man. Like, I've heard of them. I have no idea Eternals in terms of comics. Mm -hmm. Like, I've, I've never heard of them. You know, to that, I'm like blind at. And my point is, why do I need to know all the backstory stuff? in one movie through 10 characters. Like if this character is going to be important for Marvel moving forward, kind of play it out like a black widow, like introduce just a little bit, like, yes, this character ends up on screen, but if that's not your main character focus for this movie. And I feel like this should have focused in on, uh, you know, essentially Cersei, I believe her name is in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it got the, like, that felt like the main character. Why was there not more screen time with her focusing on that? And if these role playing Eternals are going to be important later, which again, he gets the end credit scene and that seems like what it's going to be like. I don't need all this backstory stuff right away. Let their characters play out. And if it gets to a point where they build up into something where again, they can have their own movie or in bigger movies. And, and that's how we like learn about their character. That's cool. But I don't need to learn about all 10 characters, all their, you know, 10 backstories, all simultaneously like, played out, just snowballing right after each other with everything else they're trying to do. It's just, it doesn't work. It doesn't, I'm not, I'm not invested in any of these characters for that matter because of that. So, okay. So I'm going to play devil advocate here a little bit on this episode. I think I didn't really care for this movie either, but I think that Black Widow was the wrong comparison because Black Widow was introduced as a, as a minor character in a mainline movie and then was just kind of around in other movies. And before she finally got her own, this is an Eternals movie. I mean, this, these are the characters that they chose to make the movie about. So I think it's a little different. The comparison might be better if it was like the guardians of the galaxy might be a better comparable to, uh, to eternals because it's unknown characters, little weird, something audiences might not necessarily be accustomed to or, or expecting uh, or familiar with. And it's a team up movie already as well. So I, I think that might be the thing. And I do respect some of the decisions that were made. Like I was reading a, an interview that Chloe Jaw did about uh, a couple of the scenes, one of them being uh, Kumail Nanjiani's character, Kingo, deciding not to fight in the big, uh, in the big <laughs> climactic finish. And so actually I, like listening to that interview and, and seeing that scene, it makes sense to me. I, I think that that's actually a really interesting decision for one of these movies that, Maybe the best thing you can do is not put anyone at harm for the things that you believe, not imposing your will and beliefs onto other people through violence. Like, I think that's an interesting comment to be made in a superhero movie. Another thing that she commented on was um, Brian Tyree Henry's character, whose name I don't remember. Is, it, is he Gilgamesh? Is that him? 
I don't remember. Don't ask me. Anyway, uh, his his decision to sort of step away from the the Eternals after Hiroshima and like a major American blockbuster movie, sort of criticizing something uh, that that is so jingoistic in American history. Like th- those things, I think are interesting. And there were a lot of decisions that were made that were interesting, like that. I think ultimately the problem comes down in an area that you identified earlier in that there's just, there's just so many characters in this movie that you don't have time to spend with all of them. And there's a lot of really talented actors in here as well. I mean, I think Gemma Chan is great. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry, Kumail Nanjiani, uh, Barry, I can never say his name. It's like Keoghan or something like that. It's pronounced in an interesting way, but like, these are really good actors who do a lot with what they're given, but there's just not enough time. Like you can't get into the psyche of 10 different characters, even in two and a half hours and figure out what all of their motivations are, why they're doing things the way they're doing. It just seems like they kind of sort into the pro or against the celestials camp just for the sake of story. And you don't get enough buildup for it. When I think that the nuance that, that jaw was trying to introduce there is really interesting. I think it is interesting this idea that like is one planet's sacrifice worth the creation of life across the cosmos. Like I think that the central core issue is actually kind of interesting for a movie like this, but you just don't have any time to grapple with that because you're not in the headspace of of these different characters. It just it, it, it kind of falls apart uh, at the seams. Yeah. No, I agree with you. There, there's interesting enough ideas here, uh, premises wise, but there's like so many ideas here because of all the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the grand gesture, which I agree with you. Like the core theme is, you know, what's humankind worth to the overall, you know, right. what's one human life worth to a billion human lives. I, I, I get that aspect, you know, um, but it, because again, you're trying to get introduced to all these characters, you're getting all these, you know, uh, flashbacks and whatnot to be introduced to these characters because they've obviously spanned Earth for thousands of years, uh, and it's just jumbled. It seems unfocused in in its merits there, and it's just it's just trying to juggle way too much for it to hone in on anything that's like worth it. It's mm-hmm. just one set piece after another, and, and and it's so it's still so rooted in Marvel. Like you know, I want to get to that right now too. It's they they talk about like oh this is the most unmarvel movie of it all and it's like in the scenes that were slow and stuff and whatnot like i kind of get that but like they still made you like sure like after all like you know you're kind of like lulling out because i was i was lulling out i like there was moments where i'm just like dude like nothing's <laughs> happening uh and again i'm not against slow movies you know i i you know dune is probably the most recent like know, slow Cody, movie i don't know <laughs> what i'm saying is that's not like what's uninteresting because in those slow moments uh, were the more compelling arguments, right? Like what is humankind worth, right? Those are when those conversations, the deeper conversations or meanings kind of happen, but then just undercut immediately through like a fight scene. And then the comedy of it all, you know, Kumail obviously was the eternal. Uh, he's great. Yeah. He, he's yeah. He's the comedy set piece of this Marvel movie and stuff. And then uh, you get to the grand gesture, the celestial being trying to be born, uh, you know, through earth or whatever. Um, and there's that huge in-fight scene and everyone gets involved and it's like it's still like in those moments you're like yep this is a marvel movie like 
without a doubt. Like they have to make sure that, you know, like, yes, this is unconventional, but at the same time, this is still our formulaic approach to having the CGI coming. Exactly. So I, I, you know, I was kind of excited in that aspect before seeing this, like, oh, it's like the most unmarvel movie because I think you get to a point where there's a green. Are like, you on team anti-marvel with me? I'm now? not team anti-marvel ah. with you. I'm not that like far gone. Like I still enjoy Marvel, but I, I don't Come over to our side. We're much more <laughs> jaded. I, I like something refreshing. I like something, you know, like I think Shang-Chi did some more refreshing stuff to that Marvel like formula and stuff that Yeah, it, it did. It tweaked it and made yeah. it a little more visceral. So that's the, why when the they said scenes, the Eternals yeah. was like the most, you know, unformulaic uh, Marvel movie of them all so far. It's like, okay, like cool, like I'm you know, I want something refreshing, I want something new, I want something to be spun in a different manner that's gonna, you know spark my interest to be more interested in Marvel again, kind of thing. So um, again, I think it just comes down to just at that core level, like, right. The, yeah. So many ideas because of so many characters being involved is just so hard to just keen in on something that's worth merit in this movie. So do you think that this would have been more successful if they just totally embraced the whole like Chloe jaw of it all and el- eliminated the deviance? That's not even an issue make the whole thing about all all the uh the eternals figure out that the celestials are using um earth as an incubator and they're just fight they're just arguing they're just having a philosophical argument about whether they should save earth or not do you think yeah. that's a, a better movie yeah it's like the detail question what is life right that's like the 101 yeah. philosophy question um and as much as that sparks interest, I think for people to talk about if they're getting drunk or something, right. Kind of thing Just keep the focus on anyone who's going to go see this movie. I don't think it's the right move. I, I think, right. I but think they think know it would that be a better move. I, I personally, like, I'd be like, okay, I would because, watch that. Yeah. yeah. And it'd be way more interesting. Like, I think that would have been like something. Cause I, I mean, we kind of talked about this stuff after the movie, I saw it with a few friends and stuff. And it's like those questions because of those questions that are that center core of this movie, you kind of talk about it after the movie. And it's like, how cool that would have been to actually like, really like, Oh dude, like, you know, yeah, I agree with, you know, seriously saying this and you're right. Like if they like, we're sitting around a table, like they kind of are in that spaceship thing mm-hmm. and literally contemplating and talking and discussing and having those moments more so. And, eliminating the deviance then yeah, yeah. I, I kind of Could agree you imagine like in a world been... where that that marvel movie ever exists though like do you think that oh no we're going to get to the i'm not even talking about in the next few years because the formula works for marvel right now <laughs> these movies are the biggest things that come out every year but let's say five ten years from now when we've done all of these these action movies and we've seen everything <laughs> that the marvel previs all that stuff can do i i do wonder if we do truly get some of these genre type movies where it really is just like okay we have the power to do something about this are we going to or are we not what like and having those debates and stuff like that i do wonder if we can get a marvel movie that isn't an action movie one day or if it's just that's totally unpalatable to uh to broader audiences you know what i gotta tell you man I don't even want to say this on the podcast because it's only going to give you that promotional power, but that's capitalism, baby. I, I really don't that's think capitalism, something... <laughs> baby. Cody I... is, is singing my tune today. <laughs> I'm singing your tune. I'm just not, I don't have a green sweater to match your red sweater. So we're not a complete unison. <laughs> uh, I just, 
something like that, as cool as it like sounds like for someone who's come to appreciate a more broader and, and wider sense of films that, that dive into, I guess, more critical thinking kind of questions or just what's on screen. Marvel's too big and will continue to be too big. I think even in five to 10 years, I seriously think they're just going to keep pumping it out. But I to wonder where if it's, it's like, about being too big or not. You know what I mean? I just like, think if, I wonder you're going to have about... someone who's going to want to write. Someone's going to have to market it. Someone's going to have to, you know, cash, you know, cash it and all that kind of stuff. And they're going to be like, you know what? Yeah. I can get 300 million people to care about this next CGA fight scene that I'm going to put in because I can just hype it through trailer right. promotions. Then to say, you know, here's a promotion. What is life kind of thing. And but, then, but I feel like we've learned that like, so this movie is kind of a bust in terms of Marvel movies. The, the consensus around it is, is that it's not very good. It isn't making the same amount of money as some of the other Marvel movies, but that's not going to stop anyone from seeing Spider-Man when it comes out. I think that's the next one, right? Yeah. Um, it's not going to stop anybody from seeing, I don't even, I don't even, I'm, I've lost the, the thread on the, uh, the like point is movies are coming out. Doctor you can Strange have, or whatever. Like you yeah. can have those misfires. And if audiences yep. don't dig it, that's fine. I wonder if there is a, a reason to go after uh, something that's a little bit more uh, critically focused. I don't know. Yeah. You're right, though. I mean, you can make 10 movies that completely suck in a row and you can make that last one or whatever. It could be great. And you know what? They're going to remember the great one. So, I mean, people love Infinity War. So, like, what do I know? (laughs) (laughs) I can't speak to what the the fucking Marvel people want. (laughs) Uh, So, but yeah, it's just... All the romance, all the grand, you know, grand concepts, right? There the was whole technology sex in thing. this movie, Cody. There was sex in this movie. It caught me off guard. I was like, "Whoa, they're naked." Sort of. I mean, it was sort of naked. It was very whatever. Mild. And then there was apparently a whole uproar of you know a gay couple too, which who the fuck cares? They kissed. I don't <laughs> care <laughs> one way or another. I just I, don't. were people were people it, mad about the, that? I'm sure I, people were mad about that. But I, obviously, people were mad about that. I just I don't care one way or another. Obviously, it's just so funny how people pick out like certain things to be like mad about in like a movie and stuff or and whatnot. And then all the people who find these Easter eggs in all these movies, I don't care about those people either because it's just like you took the time to go find the Easter egg in this movie and make a whole YouTube video on it. So calling I mean, you guys out too. Sorry, the take economy has to live on somehow. <laughs> uh, so. Before we close this out, obviously lots of people in this movie. Uh, do you have any performances that that you particularly liked? I always, when it comes to Marvel stuff, I think they've, you know, the the stupid one line punchline stuff, the comedy of it all. Like it makes me appreciate like Kumail's character and stuff. Uh, other than that, who is who is with Kumail most of that time too? His like uh, manager or whatever, or. Yeah, he was, dude, he was He's like, funny. that was a good, like, little combo. Um, but, you know, everyone else, like you said, it's like, they're all big enough names. Um, Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, Gemma Chan, you, you, you mentioned them. Didn't for the think most Richard part. Madden was great in this, honestly. So, I, I feel like he was just going through, like, the motions, to be honest. Yeah. Like, there was, what was there for him to, like, work with? That That's a good point before we do close. It's like, there is no consequence to anything that happens in this movie. Character Eternals leave, you know, a big old celestial popped up out of the ocean. <laughs> yeah, and and obviously the Eternals are fighting. You know, Icarus is the, is like the the bad Eternal, and, and even if you could say the Eternals are good to begin with, right? You know, they kind of question yeah. their morality too, and be like, oh shit, are we even like, 
you know, we were supposed to save Earth and all this time we've just been farming humans for slaughter or whoever the population of the planet is for slaughter. And, you know, Icarus's character is in there. And then at the end, he's like, I'm sorry. And then he flies into the sun and like dies or whatever. At least that's what I assume. And it's just like, <laughs> where's sure the consequence? Or Kumail's character, who's like, like you just mentioned in the interview, it's like, it's so unconsequential. It's just like, yeah, I'm out. Like, and he's, he literally leaves the whole movie. I was like, expecting him to come back for like the in fight scene and Good. stuff. I'm just like, I, see, I like that decision. Wow. Though. Like, whatever. I think it's, I, I think that's a bold decision to just be like, all right, now nah, I'm not doing this. Like, so let's figure yeah, just, it out. Yeah. The, some of the parts you just get to the end. Brian like, Tyree Henry. I enjoyed it. I, I like that guy. He's great in everything. So. But yeah, I feel like just the sum of the parts, you get to the end and you get like this solution or conclusion and you're just like, why did all of those parts even matter to begin with? Like, this are is we just... are we going to care at all about the Black Knight movie or, Hell or whatever yeah, they do? Dude. The Kit Harrington thing. Kit Harrington. I'm up with Blade or whatever. Kit Harrington's like, you know what, guys, I gave you a disappointing season eight for uh, Game of Thrones. So I'm going to bring myself and my entire cast from Game of Thrones into the Marvel Universe. they're getting to a point where it's like like that's the kind of like people they're gonna have to bring in some somebody that's big somewhere else and kit harrington obviously is super big from game of thrones they've been doing forever right yeah and getting the right people to do i mean and now they brought in what harry styles now super spoily you know as as Ah. uh thanos is like brother or whatever and kind of crap whatever Whatever, man. Yeah. Whoever, I, I whoever you got. How, how do you how you feel about Harry Styles? Just on, as an aside, how do you feel about Harry Styles in general? Whatever, dude. I, I tell you, it's just a whatever. <laughs> like I know he's more like famous for think, singing. You know, but... he makes good music. Yeah, I, he's fine in Dunkirk. I don't. I don't. If really if care. Lady Gaga can do her thing. Oh my God, Lady Gaga from House of Gucci should show yeah. up in the next Marvel movie. <laughs> I'm just saying, if Lady Gaga can do her thing, why can't Harry Styles? Because Lady Gaga, I think she's going to do her thing in House of Gucci. Oh, man, I she already wait. did her thing in Star Is Born. But I, people are talking, man. People are talking. All right, let's, we're getting off track here. Let's uh, let's round it up. Letterbox roundup. Um, as jumbled, as unfocused, and kind of lifeless as I brought up this movie to be, um, it was definitely not my favorite, and I don't. I haven't seen every Marvel movie in such a long time. I don't even can't say it's my worst, but it's not up there. Uh, I sat at just two and a half stars. Wow. I gave it two and a half. I was like, you know what? I sat through this. It deserves more than two. So I gave it half star for it. You gave it half a star for every. uh, Just for the effort that I had to go through to finish that movie. That is why I gave. I basically gave myself a half star for that. movie. Good job. What you give it. So. This is going to sound crazy given how much I've defended the choices of this movie <laughs> and the, the existence of it. But I gave it two stars. Um, I, I didn't work for me at all. But like I just I, laughed. You defended it more than I did. It I, sounded know, like I, admi- it I admire it. Like I admire right. the, the decisions made. I admire the chances taken here. That's a but brutal just, blow to Chloe. Man, man. It doesn't work. The movie just doesn't do is- work. Yeah. You tell me all the time. Oh, I love Chloe. Chloe's great. Chloe. Yeah. No hey, man. Hey, watch the Rider, man. That movie rocks. So Nomadland, one of the best of last year. Come and yet, on. Here we are. You gave her a two star in one of her movies. Sorry, tis, Chloe. Tis. I'm sorry.
All right, Cody, you have some sort of game that I, I really don't know how it works. You haven't explained it to me. You're going to try now, which always I, works great for us. Let's live hear it. on the air podcast game. It's called the Rotten Simple Marvel Edition. So we all know that Eternals, Eternals, not the Eternals, but Marvel Eternals. Well, technically the characters are the Eternals. The movie's called Eternals. The movie's called Eternals. Don't, don't read into it. Don't, don't go there with me, Evan. It's too what late. I'm saying is it's the worst critic marvel movie out is there, it right that can't be true it's 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 true the Don't critical look it up, rating right? of this movie is worse I, than thor the dark world okay that's where i'm getting at it is worse <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you can't look it up because the, i have to go to all the movies on the rotten score to play this game okay. essentially i'm going to give you two movies moving up the ladder from the worst movies and what you need to tell me is so if i'm going to give you a movie and this is the first yep. this is the first one so i'll say the incredible hulk was okay. it was it greater than Thor Dark World? Was it less it's than, than. It's Thor be Dark World? Than, right? Or was it equal? It's greater, less, or equal. And that's never, why it's called I'm not the pick, I'm not going to pick equal at any point. That's, that's okay. lazy. It's lazy. Um, I guess it's not what? lazy. But anyway, I'm going to say that Thor The Dark World lower score than The Incredible, the Incredible Hulk. Hulk. All right. That is true. It is less. Now, yeah, could you guess by so how much? Fucking bad. <laughs> but, but it's close. Four. 66% was Thor Dark World. Okay. Really? That's absurd. And Incredible Hulk was 67. That's absurd. Also, Eternals, because you thought it couldn't be any worse, is a 47%. That's, for that's also absurd. This is all nuts. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. We're moving oh, up the ladder. We're God. moving up the ladder. Iron Man 2, greater than, equal, or less than Avengers Age of Ultron. Man, that's that's (laughs) tough. I'm going to say Age of Ultron is higher than Iron Man 2. Evan, you strike again. You are correct, sir. It sits at a 76%. You're using the critical consensus, Cody. Come on. And Iron Man 2 is at 72. So 4% difference. But Avengers: Age of Ultron sits higher. Yep, that movie right. had a bit of a renaissance in the uh, in the eyes of uh, viewers. I feel like. Here we go. You ready for the next one? I guess. Iron Man three, and Black Widow. Iron Man three is higher than Black Widow. Are you sure? No, but pause going with it. Well, you would be kind of right it's equal you're wrong i'm okay. kidding All right, you're wrong sure. it's equal. i told you i wasn't gonna pick equal so that's the point of this game you have to <laughs> at least at some point pick equal to or there's gonna be a chance you lose because there's a lot of rotten tomato scores on here where there's a lot of even scores. also yes. tied at 79 percent is captain marvel as well you didn't even include captain marvel you didn't let me say i that. didn't let you i'm just telling you it's also at 79 percent. that okay. is why this game that's is fine. equal to as well okay so can you name a movie? Yes, that, but that's could fine. you name a Marvel movie less than 79% that we haven't talked about yet? There's one movie in between. I'm just curious if you could guess. I, ha- I have to like look up what the Marvel movies are. Forget about it. All right, here we go. I'm going to pull up my Marvel list now. Hold on. <sighs> oh my God. Can MCU I go to the you ranked? No, you gonna... can't. Um, wow. What wow. is the other one in there? Yeah. That's yeah, lower yeah. that you haven't yeah. said yet. Yeah. Uh, that's would be a lower. would be a lower uh, Marvel movie? Ant-Man and the Wasp? Uh, really is that know. your final answer? I guess. You would be incorrect. It's Thor. 
Thor sits at seventy-seven. Oh, that would have been another guess. Yeah. So now that now we've eliminated Thor, so you don't have to worry about that one. You know it's less for sure. So now that it helps you moving forward. Are you ready? We're moving up the ladder. Any go ahead, just carry on. I know. (laughs) I got Ant Man and Captain America: First Avenger. I think is Ant Man higher. I think Captain America is higher, but okay, this is not something I'm certain about. So Ant Man, I'm taking Ant Man. So is Ant Man greater than? Less than or equal to Captain America First Less Avenger. Than. Ant-Man is greater than Captain America First Avenger. Captain America First Avenger is at 80. You know, these movies Ant-Man's are for the 80. fans, not the critics. Okay. Bro, <laughs> the, the, my game would be called differently, <laughs> but it's not. It's called the Rotten Symbol Marvel Edition. Okay. If we want to have the fan symbol Marvel Edition, I'm all for it. And we can do that <laughs> at a later time. But this is my game segment. And this is what we're doing, Evan. They're for the fans. <laughs> I'm going to ignore you as I move up my ladder chain here. Uh, we'll we'll stick with the Ant-Man theme. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Greater than, less than, or equal to Doctor Strange. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, well, I'm looking right at it. So really, <laughs> it's a, a bias. Less than. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say greater than. That's just my personal opinion. Okay. Are you sure you want to stick with less sure. than? Why not? All right. Well, it is less than. It is less than. <laughs> Doctor Strange, 89. Ant-Man and the Wasp, 87. 89? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, that movie's fine, but what are we doing here? I actually what like is, Doctor what Strange. Is I agree. What is this I, movie I just watched today on Rotten Tomatoes? I agree with that decision. Whatever. Um, We're going to go there. We're going to go with Captain Spencer's America. Spencer's at 83. What are we doing? You're not, you don't understanding. What did we talk about in the last segment? Capitalism, baby. That's Marvel. That's, that's Disney. These are the critical ratings. <laughs> absurd. But again, these are for the fans, which are probably higher ratings. If the <sighs> critics rated it this high, then you know the fans oh, the, rated it high. The fans probably rated all of them 100%, except for Captain Marvel, which they hate. So I'm going to keep going. We got like two more. Carry I on, got in here. It, it's going to be. It's going to be a Captain Marvel versus Captain Marvel. Is Captain America, Captain Marvel, Captain America, Civil War, greater than, less than, or equal to Captain America, the Winter Soldier? Fuck, man. <laughs> Both of those movies suck so bad. What, um, that, what does that tell you then? What does that tell you? I'm helping you. Now I'm me. trying to, I'm, I'm like getting in my own head trying to figure this out. Uh, yeah, but you just said they both suck. I'm totally giving this one away to you. They're both bad. Um, so I'm they're both. They're both war. What? Oh fuck! It's equal then, I guess. Oh, dude, are you sure you want to go there? He said you weren't going to say I'll, equal. I'll, ta- I'll say it. You know, if you're baiting me. I'll do it. I'll take All the right. bait. Yeah, you should have taken the bait because they are equal at ninety percent. I will fucking kill myself on the show right now. <laughs> uh, if it makes you feel better, uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier was a ninety-two from the audience. In eighty nine from the audience for Civil War, so those movies are so. So the audience, the audience agrees with you. Good over the critics. Civil War was less as the audience score than you know. It's funny the Russo brothers were so good at directing television, and then they decided to direct movies, and they're terrible. All right, I they don't make good movies. It's buddy. Let's just play the game. Go back to making community episodes. You know, I don't need to hear your rant about Arrested Development. Go go back to it. You were better at it. Okay, Evan. Evan. 
You look a little heated there in that red sweater. You upset. <laughs> this is this game is upsetting me. I don't want to hear let's, that these movies let, are actually good. <laughs> let's give you let's give you two more. Two more and I'm done. I, I need to throw in my Guardians of the Galaxy because it's obviously my number one. Um, I'm wow. gonna I'm gonna Guardians of the Galaxy. Is it greater than, less than, or equal to the new Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings? I think Guardians of the Galaxy is probably greater than. Equal to. God, just, this game sucks. It does suck because Guardians of the Galaxy is clearly greater than Shang-Chi and the Legend that of the Ten is Rings. Although false, both are very good. But, okay. So. All right. We're doing it. We're going there. Endgame. Iron Man. Oh, shit. Okay. Greater than, equal to, or less than Thor Ragnarok. Less than. Iron Man is greater than Thor Ragnarok. Just tell me. Just tell me what it is. It's 94. Absurd. That's Versus nonsense. 90. It's 93. I mean, it's like close. Can you tell me the number one uh, Rotten Tomato? Endgame. Also wrong, actually. Black Panther is number one. Oh, that actually does make sense. So, in-game is number two. 94, and then Black Panther at 96. This is just, just this game has upset me greatly. None of these movies I'm, are as good as uh, Honestly, this game, says. because you're upset, worked out even more in favor of me than I thought. So, I'm really, <laughs> kudos, pat on the back to myself. Uh, the Rotten Symbol Marvel Edition game. One, I think success. Two, double success because evan is furious and anytime that can happen on the podcast i'm totally okay with Cody, we uh, had some trouble this week coming up with uh, our second segment, and so don't we lie. said, "Fuck it, this is this is just going to be the potpourri segment." <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, a handful of movies that we've seen in the last couple weeks uh, that uh, we didn't devote a full review segment to, but we're just going to kind of talk about them a little bit here. So, you want to go um, best to worst, worst to best? How do you want to go that's, about this? That's all. How can you do that? Like we all have our own opinions, Evan. Like yeah, what but if I feel my like we're kind of on the same page about all of these movies? Do you think so? All right. If the three movies we're gonna talk about, we should just mention it. Let's see if it's the same order. I'd all say right. Antlers is the worst. Yes. I would then put Finch second. Correct. And then I would do the harder they fall as boom. Right. What are you complaining about? I, I guess I'm not complaining. I'm just saying everyone can formulate let's, their own opinion. Let's start with Antlers. All right. Antlers. Wait, I saw wait. it yesterday. Antlers, I'll do the plot plot descriptions for these. So Antlers, it's a uh, boy's dad turns into a deer monster. Um, and so, it's true, so true, so true. What did you think? Wow. Wow. We, we're getting there. I think I influence your short plot description because of my Eternals plot description. Well, just this is just, we got to cover three movies. Yeah, I think you're only as good as your plot description because you've learned from me. Uh, so kudos, Thank kudos you. again Thank to you. me. Um, Antlers was, it's interesting, man. Uh, I forget exactly who directed it, but I know Guillermo del Toro helped in producing it and probably he's a lot done... of the creature work. Yeah. And I've watched some of his stuff. Uh, there's like a show on Netflix called the troll hunters and stuff. I'm not really into animated for that much. Uh, 
but that's something that interests me. Like, I like the lore. You're like not the into animated? I'm not into, well, not animated. I guess I should say, like, anime, which Trollhunters <laughs> is Troll animated, Hunters not anime. Not anime. Yeah. Regardless, yes, uh, the world building <laughs> aspect, the lore is something that really interests me. So, like, Antlers, like, went there, like, it went there to where it's, like, the lore of this, this, demon thing that possesses the humans and and travels from host to host or whatever and and whatnot like it's it's interesting to like keep your focus um but it's also just so gory to be like okay like what's going on like the the whole movie is 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 based around like sound enhancements and stuff right like a door opening like extra like you know loudness on the creaking Mm -hmm. of the door like the scariest part of the movie we joked about it i saw it with anthony the other night was it's just like super quiet and then it's a stupid picture being taken that's loud as fuck and you're like oh shit it like jumps to like that next scene it's like it has jesse plemons in it though i love jesse plemons very cool um but i don't know it's just it was just one of those movies like that's why we didn't like to vote a whole segment on it to the podcast where it's just like it just sits somewhere like in the middle where it's like it's not bad but it's not great so it's like i mean that's what it is yeah this is another one that i think wasn't decisive enough as to what it wanted to be i think that there is a lot of like mixed uh metaphors in this mixed mythology uh, I, I think if you just kept it simple as to there, there's a girl that's talking about uh, the three uh, like Goldilocks and the three bears yeah. uh, at the beginning. And the idea yeah. of like, don't take what isn't yours uh, feeding back into like, well, this movie had too clear like that. Yeah. This that, movie had I, too clear. Yeah. That, that would have been great. Like if that was just your whole thing, like you are an intruders on this land, you are abusing it this is what happens kind of thing. But it also wanted to be about climate change. It also wanted to be about uh, opioid addiction and, and things like that. And it just, it had too much going on. It wanted to be too many different things. But I think the horror was really good as a symbol for something. They just couldn't narrow down what they wanted that something to be. And if they had, it would have been a much better movie. I think the fable, just like the Goldilocks story, don't take what's not your, this is a fable that plays out and it plays out in two things. One, don't do drugs. Cause that's what happens. And two, do drugs if you want, um, who am I to stop you? Don't be a dick. Be a dick. If you want to no, don't be a dick. That's... Well, the, the guy, the kid who was a dick died. So he's like, don't be a pussy. There was I would a lot say... of child, uh, killing in that movie. as well. Yeah, they, like, I don't like that was. they had to end it with her killing a little kid. But whatever, you know. Look away, it has to be done. All right, whatever. All and right, then it's so it's just dumb because it's like, you know, you get to this moment where it's like everyone's dying in the goddamn shed. And you're just like, yeah, let's go to the shed where everyone's getting fucking attacked. <laughs> like that. That's like the so horror movie thing to do. It's like, yep, we're going in that shed. Why I not? see, I see my dead partner in there. I'm definitely going in. So it's just like. It didn't like catch me off guard, but like I mean, at least they didn't go back to the Native American guy and have him spiritually fix everything, which is like a problematic trope that happens in movies a lot. That uh, at least they didn't do that. All right, fair enough. Anyway, antlers, it's fine. Three stars. I think I gave it three as well. Uh, All right, Finch. Finch is the next one. Uh, So Finch is about a guy who builds a robot to take care of his dog in a post-apocalyptic world. And the robot learns what it's like to be human. Wow. You could have just been like, this is where Wally meets Castaway. It's just not right, though. Like, Why is it not right? Correct. Why? It's totally because, Castaway. 
The point Tom is- Hanks is alone in the world. He has nobody except this dog, which I guess you could argue is Wilson. But more so, he builds a robot named Finch that names itself Finch. No, it's oh, no, he's Jeff. Finch. Jeff, I forgot. <laughs> he's Finch. The robot names itself Jeff. And regardless, Jeff is Wilson. I think you're pushing it a bit. No, I'm not. Anyway. Somebody, that's the question, all right? That is the question of the week. Is, is Finch, Finch exactly Wally what Cody described it as? What I just described. It's I more just, of a yes or no answer, but I don't hey. know. I I think I think that's incorrect. But y- did you enjoy this movie? I enjoyed it. Apple picks up on things. I I really that I really enjoy. You know, Apple's definitely done some movies. Coda's being one in the past. Uh, Palmer, all from this year too, that are like up there on my list for uh, this year. And whether it's just other studios not wanting to, I guess, risk it to get the biscuit. That's what I'm saying. That's well, I mean, they bought Coda. I don't know if they yeah. financed uh, Finch. They might have. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Nothing, I mean, it's, it's one of those like movies where nothing really happens. It's just him living out his life for what it is. And having this companion robot named Jeff to, I guess question his own morality and decisions that he makes as he's passing on they're all he made this robot together. he made this robot to protect his dog okay just to play fetch with that's dedication bro man the problem is that the the oddly russian accented robot <laughs> was uh why, annoying why do you hate jeff so much he's jeff did nothing to you he's, I, he's I, a I, robot that doesn't make a robots morally good Who's to say? That's true. Well, they're taking jobs. They're taking jobs. <laughs> Take the jobs. Man, this movie was fine. I think Tom Hanks is about as good as Tom Hanks always is, which is to say pretty good. Occasionally, he's better than that. This movie was, he was fine. I, I just didn't care. Like, I, I couldn't get into this movie. I couldn't, couldn't bring myself to really care about it. It doesn't have anything that's like wrong with it. Other than the robot being kind of obnoxious, um, but it's it's fine. This movie exists, and people can watch it on Apple TV. That's fine. More power. Tom to Hanks. Them. Tom Hanks is great. Don't hate on robots. Jeff is cool. Uh, I enjoyed it. Three and a half out of five stars. I also gave it three stars. <laughs> I three and a half. Three and a half. I I was alluding to my uh, refer or my uh, rating of uh, antlers. So oh, okay. But still better than Antlers. Yeah, I think so. I, I think Antlers uh, was a bit tonally a mess. And too gory for my taste. Anyway, now let's get on to the one that we both liked. And that is The Harder They Fall, Cody. This plot description uh, coming at you. It's it's about some of the black cowboys of uh, the Old West. And it's yeah, a feud yeah, yeah. between Nat Love and uh, what's the other guy's name? Something Buck? Buck, baby, something Buck, Rufus, Rufus Buck, they're uh, they're fighting, they're yeah at odds. Rufus killed Nat's parents. What a dick! That's uh, getting revenge. Whatever. What did you think of the harder they fall? Actually, Rufus killed his parents. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> I spoiled it. <laughs> well, you he killed my... his dad. All right, that's true. Just the dad. Um. Yeah, getting into it. I, (laughs) it took me a minute to like 
understand or realize like oh, okay this is the like tone like that's kind of setting i was kind of like oh okay and then like once you like accept that and like go all in like this movie's just freaking fun dude like it's mm. just it's like entertaining as hell um and and it just there's so much star power in this movie too that's yeah. just so compelling like on the ac- opposite end of the spectrum it's like this movie knows what it is and it focuses enough on that storial aspect. And it's a, it's a Western gunslinger. So I guess you don't really need as much like in depth, you know, as Eternals or whatever, but like, I just love everything that like kind of just transpires and like, mm-hmm. you're right. Like, Oh, yep. This guy just broke out of prison. You know, Rufus Buck just broke out of prison and, you know, Nat loves character. Nat loves like who's played by Jonathan majors. And he's just like, all right, time to get my own crew together. I'm going after this motherfucker kind of thing. And it's just, it's just so funny. And every character has like their own bit and stuff and style. And it just all seems to kind of mesh and work together. You're just kind of like smiling, like from just start to finish. Jonathan Majors and, and Delroy Lindo, because Delroy Lindo gets involved in this too. Uh, I, you know, uh, the five bloods was something I think we both really, really appreciated. Mm-hmm. I think you even more so than me. Um, Love that movie. And Hey, you know, if they're going to keep making movies, I'm, I, you know, I'm just here to say I'm here for it, man. Like Jonathan it, Majors, I don't think has ever been bad in a movie. He's just <laughs> awesome all the time. I think, uh, yeah, this movie just rocks. It's just an absolute blast. Like Idris Elba is awesome. Lakeith Stanfield, Regina King, just across the board, just a ton of fun. I think uh, it, it's interesting because if you look back at the period when some of these like spaghetti Westerns were being made, we talked about them with uh, Clint Eastwood uh, when we did that episode. But I, it was like back in that time, I mean, like you'd be hard pressed to even find a black person in a movie, right? Maybe there'd be one or something, but now it's evolved to the point where we're not like just making these movies that are uh, like black movies for black audiences. We're making like blockbuster movies with all black casts because it just, they're just, it rocks. Man, like the the Five Bloods is like a mainstream war slash heist movie, and it and it's awesome. And this movie is just like a western movie with with an all black cast. And I think that that kind of stuff is awesome. And and to be able to to watch some of these actors who are some of the very best actors in Hollywood right now. Like like I said, I don't think Jonathan Majors is missed yet. Like I think he's he's just on such an unbelievable hot streak of being incredible in movies that it's uh it's awesome and and like i said same thing with Lucky stanfield delroy lindo is always uh always really good too it's just this movie is so fun i had i had an absolute blast watching it i might watch it again it's just fun <laughs> yeah i i enjoyed it and i'm I'm always down for like a western i don't know i'm just kind of into like the action kind of style and like Django is like another one that just comes to mind like i freaking love Django. so i think it's just got kind of in my wheelhouse for things that i appreciate and stuff and when you when you when you stack the cast when you have you know that that comedy and all that or just that star power that kind of comes along with it for just being the characters that they are for being themselves it's just like yeah i'm here for it awesome any so, uh any other movies you want to shout out here no i think that really does it I think uh, it's really everything I guess I've seen outside of what we talked on the podcast. And speaking of Westerns, here. we've really hit on the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess Letterbox Roundup real fast. Uh, I it's not up there yet. I haven't rated it, but uh, I'm leaning towards four stars. I it might believe, be three and a half, but I think it'll be four. 
It is. It is that fun. Here. I think I gave it four stars as well. Yeah, it's yep, just four, four stars. Cool awesome, awesome movie. Such a blast. <laughs> All right, Cody, that does it for this week's episode. I uh, decided to go watch Spencer today instead of writing my review for Eternals after work. So no review up uh, this week. But as I what, mentioned... What day, what day did you watch Spencer on, by chance? I watched Spencer on at November the 10th. And uh, you all will probably listen to this tomorrow because I'm not going to edit it tonight. Um, we'll, we'll get there, though. We'll get there. Uh, yeah, but I do want to shout out, I'm going to the AFI Film Fest, uh, this weekend, starting tomorrow. So my hope is to have at least two, three, four, maybe reviews out of AFI Fest, um, that will be available in the next week or two. So keep, uh, keep an eye out for that. That's, uh, something to look, look forward to. What else do we have going on, Cody? Oh, I think we're just hitting that end of the year stride. Uh, as Evan said, I think. 100th episode will coming up this it's is coming 96 up. it will be before the new year i believe is the 100th Correct. episode for sure uh so we'll have that uh evan and i are still strategizing and surprisingly actually trying to plan something out for the 100th episode um so it'll be a real banger that's what i'm going to tell you guys right now it's going to be a banger uh end of the year is coming up so top tens as you know we've yeah, done here Oscar for the past two seasons things we'll, that you've seen we'll be getting there um there's a couple of movies that i know for sure will end up in my top 10 so i'm gonna start writing some stuff it's the one time of year i write you know evan writes on a weekly basis he's consistent i have not been consistent i guess i need to be inspired some way or another to to put words on paper and not just through this podcast put that pen to page yeah um but yeah we'll get into that obviously and like evan said oscar predictions and whatnot if you guys have any movies that we still need to see you know tweet at us you know yeah tell us what your favorite movies have been so far exactly um, that would be that would be fun uh best place to find all of our stuff is spinning the that's r-e-e-l uh all of my writing from this year is on there i've probably got about 40 reviews from this year up to date um social media cody uh social media you can find us as i just mentioned on twitter uh instagram as well same thing spinning the real r-e-e-l if you're already listening to the podcast as always appreciate it and keep listening where you're listening we're available on and i guess we really should also any mainstream say, platform what what is our movie next week going to be clifford the big red dog <laughs> oh my god i'm in guys clifford the big red it's a big dog. week Belfast. What's the other big movie coming out next week? Red Notice. I think we should just go oh, all God. red. I think you should wear your red sweater again. We'll talk Clifford the Big Red Dog and we'll talk Red Notice. That is what we're going to do. All right. Can we also, also talk about the release of Taylor Swift's Red Taylor version? Go. It's going to be an all red episode, guys. That I can guarantee you. All right. We, we've uh, gone on long enough here. Yes. Uh, I will leave Evan's five star review of his uh, sweater also in the link so you guys can buy it and join him. But until then, bye.